Hello, everybody. Listeners, these are strange times, but I am happy to say the following. Coming to you live and in person from the CJTR studio, it's Wednesday, and that means that you are listening to Spoiler Alert. Oh, my God. This is... Now, everyone, we just have to always be prepared. We always know that Sean kind of freezes a few times, especially during the show, during important parts. Okay, don't come after my internet this way. <laughs> We're not going to have any of those problems. You guys, I am joined by the usual suspects, Sean and Sonia. Hello. How are you guys? Great. We're, so happy to be here. We're seated all eyes on each other. This is true. We have no technical problems, the likes of which we've t- typically had. We're all sitting in a circle. We're all holding hands. Yeah, we're all, very, we're all here and confident and ready to go. And... Uh, it's kind of weird, but also very fun, and I'm happy to be back. I love back in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, great to be here. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to everybody for not hearing any more of Jeremy's weird basement noises. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tried so hard to edit them out. They're just so numerous, and you never know what's going to come. And What you, you know, got down there? Yeah, like like, home alone furnace. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a home alone furnace and just a bunch of rats and uh, oh you know, my god, various other. And you things. have a new belt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's part and parcel. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as you guys are aware, you listeners, we've just wrapped up our salute to cine- cinema's various decades and have run out of time every single week. I think for ten weeks in a row, mm-hmm. um, we did decide to tackle a hundred years of. We did, and we did do that, Um, but uh, yeah, so to kind of catch up on what we've been doing, I'm here to ask the age-old question, guys, what you watching? What what have you been watching this whole time? Uh, Other than than the hundred years of movies we've already (laughs) talked about, what else else you got going on? Well, yeah, while um, we were spending that time just being so, you know, filmically and Intellectual, mm-hmm. filmically is a word. Yeah. I think F- filmatically, filmatic, cinematically, yeah. maybe. Um, I was consuming so much trash. Oh, I've been watching Big Brother. I watched some of Love Island. No, <laughs> I, I, but I stopped because it started to get to me. Um, I watched some of that show, Sexy Beasts, on is that, Netflix. Is that, oh my God. is that the one where they like get up. dressed up? I uh-huh. watched an episode oh. of Sexy Beasts. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Sean. I would love to. I, okay, I actually, I thought it would be a little more funny than it Me was. Me too. Like, They're literally I, dressed up as like monkeys. It's just boring hot people going on dates looking weird. Yeah. Do they, okay, hold up. So I've not seen the show. Mm-hmm. Do they go in the, like, is it like a, a set where they have a date or do they go out into the world dressed they up? They go out into the world and they sometimes show B-roll of people being like, oh my God. Yeah, like, no, looking that's, at them. that checks out. Um, listeners that haven't seen it, it is about, it's a reality show dating competition mm-hmm. where um, a woman or a man who is apparently very hot <laughs> but is in like extreme <laughs> prosthetics and insane makeup mm-hmm. uh, in some sort of theme they go out with three other people who are also in prosthetics, and then they were like, their inner personality will shine through throughout the date. Yeah. They hope. Mm-hmm. And then when each is like eliminated, then they're taken off their prosthetics and they're shown to be who they are. But the costume, 
The first one, the one I saw, the mm-hmm. the main woman, she's like, I'm a beautiful model. I'm 20, like three. And she had, she was dressed as the devil, <laughs> just a, a huge long chin and like, uh, just like horns. Big eyebrows. Big eyebrows. Do, like, does it work? Like, do these people... Yeah, she's yeah. horrifying. I was scared of her. <laughs> but then they go on a great date. And then she goes on a date with like a bonobo and she goes yeah. on a date with like a what? um like a Grecian like statue. Yeah. This isn't what I thought the show was about at all. <laughs> it's really crazy. And then after they're revealed to be like the twenty two year old like doofuses that they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But while it's happening, it's surreal and oh my God. Really? scary. Jeez. Sometimes they make out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they make no. out and there's a, like a big rubber chin like in the mix, like yeah. in the game with everyone. Oh, there God. was an episode I saw where the guy, it was a guy who was like the one dating all of the mm-hmm. other people. And he had <laughs> these big giant teeth because he was dressed as a beaver. And one of the girls let him make out with her with the teeth. Not really? on her on her lips. With like, just teeth? wait. What are the logistics? Like, what are the rules? Can they not take this stuff off? No. Or can't. what happens? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. They don't get paid. They're executed. Yeah. <laughs> they're firing squad. Shot on yeah. site. And then when they pick the final person, they get married, right? That's obviously well, for yeah. life. Yeah. That's what I wonder. I'm like, you know... Is this oh, like one of those MTV dating I shows? I think they get a day right. They have a, They have that date, yeah. and then they're yeah. out. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You got on TV. You got a weird costume. <laughs> so crazy. Okay. So, yeah, that uh, that helped balance out some of the intellectualism mm, of what we were watching. Getting both sides of the aisle here. Exactly. Nice. Sean, what, what about you? So, I have been up in the theater a lot. Mm-hmm. The physical theater. I've been going to the theater. Mm. The cinema. I've been buying... a big bag of popcorn every time it has been very fun oh may i interject yes uh it was it was the wife of the show in my anniversary uh some time ago i'll remember it? yep 35th, that's, that's 40, correct yeah what was it? uh and uh the stone to, anniversary yeah. <laughs> well to show how much i i loved my wife i went on the skip mm. the dishes and ordered the six times popcorn bag from oh. <laughs> cineplex it is a small garbage bag full of popcorn oh my god you guys are gonna get an impacted colon that's too much <laughs> Be careful uh, too much corn it took us weeks to get like we we almost finished it um it stayed fresh for an incredibly long amount of time and a troublingly long amount of time uh, maybe i don't know but uh it's pretty awesome to just be able to like Grab your biggest bowl. Babe, you want me to grab you a bowl from, <laughs> from the bag? From the Santa Claus sack? I kind of want to do that now because I make popcorn a so lot. You're a single lady. I, that's true. <laughs> you just heard them go take weeks to get through it. Yeah, and then my you, brain said, I could do I it. Could do I could do six I think, weeks. I think, I think you could do it, but you might need to like get inventive and like make a Betty out of it. <laughs> like bake it with some other things to, a Betty. to get it through. A corn, popcorn Betty? Popcorn, popcorn Betty. Betty. Yeah. Listen. News right in That's on about the popcorn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Popcorn Betty. That's, I go to that show. Anyway, I'm sorry, Sean. Carry on. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been going out to the theater. It's been very fun. There's not a soul to be seen, just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a film called Black Widow. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it this takes place in the events after Captain America's uh, Civil War. Uh, when everyone's sort of in hiding, and Scarlett Johansson, as Natasha Romanoff, is in hiding. But then things come up. She discovers that she has um, a sister that is on the run, 
Uh, or not a sister, but you, when you watch, you figure she. They posed as an American family when she was young. It was like these two sort of Soviet operatives and her and her sister. They're all Soviet operatives. And then when the mission was done, then they went to the Red Room and became trained as like assassins. And the other two, the father and mother, went off to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But they, those two girls sort of remember that time as being their real family. And they both are kind of chasing or the younger one, played by Florence Pugh, does remember oh. that very much, and she is so good in this. Also, she is like, she's so funny, and she's uh, athletic, and she's intense, and she's just great. I love Florence in everything. Same. I didn't know she was in it. Now uh, yeah, I'm yeah she does. She um, she is like a bad assassin lady, but then uh, she becomes <laughs> uh, hit with this like. Um, some sort of drug that takes them out of the red room like thing and makes them turn back into normal and so somebody accidentally did that to her <gasps> and so then now she's on the run because they're oh. like oh she is you know ruined she's a ruined operative and so then she teams up with Natasha again and they go to find the parents and and it's, it's very I love it and there's so many good action sequences there's um, David Harbour plays their father, Alexei. He is just like bumbling, brash, like Russian <laughs> Captain America, basically. He's like a super soldier. Um, and then Rachel Weiss plays their mother, and she is wow. so gorge nice. to this day. Um, she has, she's very funny also. Um, but it's, it also ends in an insane... Like, a ship is free-falling from the sky, and every character is parachuting, jumping from pieces of falling trash to another to, like, mm-hmm. fight off each other. And it's one of the most insane things ever. I don't I don't think that's a great sequence, but a lot of other parts <laughs> are. <laughs> I've just heard it gets incredibly crazy at the end. It does get quite crazy. Yeah. But there is a very... There's a line that I've been laughing about forever where Florence Pugh is like talking to Natasha Romanoff and she's like why you do this thing where you jump into like the splits and then you like <laughs> the way you like and you know she like drops it off from something and she looks up yeah. and she like to, keeps doing that and she's like you look so stupid when you do this it's, it's really funny do you know it's embarrassing you love that I, I heard that on TikTok and I didn't know what it was she has a lot of, there's a lot of lines from TikTok on yeah. there when she's like like the part where she's like don't say that. It was real to me. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that, also from... That's from that, too. Wow. Um, also, aside, Scarlett is suing Disney mm-hmm. over the release of this film. Yeah, that really got Which is up. quite ballsy. Yeah. But why? For why? Um, because a lot of her salary was tied up in um, oh. uh, ticket sales, I mm-hmm. think. And so then when Disney just released it to streaming, she felt that she her contract was not... Mm-hmm. Uh, followed properly, mm. which I think is a good case. Yeah, yeah. but so, it's really intense to sue Disney. That's true. Well, I Mickey mean, Mouse will get you. Well, yeah. spo- spoiler alert: she's already dead, so it might just resolve itself. Um, well, that's probably why she's doing it. Is because she's like, no more movies for me. <laughs> Got to cash out here. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did that happen in the the ones that have already been out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, for- yeah, I yeah. forgot. Yeah. yeah she. <laughs> I was like, Jer, maybe it's too soon to spoil that. No, 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 it's been she years. Has, she years. has since passed. That's <laughs> okay. why it's kind of weird. This film takes place mm. in between times when she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, and from what I've read about the 
the issue with the contract, she basically had to do it because not it's not only her, it's like all of the people that she supports, right? right. Like, you know, like there's there's an industry that was expecting this money and now it's not happening. Oh, but, that's an industry. Well, I mean, behind every uh, actor is their agent and yeah. all the different... What you PR team. Yeah. And I don't know how that's working. Yeah. But I mean, that's I don't know up. if they actually have those on retainer. That's probably mm-hmm. for the. Oh, film. I'll bet there's H&M for Miss <laughs> H&M. She loves those uh, reasonably priced fast fashion. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, um, hair and makeup. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the phenomenon that is inside. Oh, yeah. Um, which we've talked about, but yeah. I don't know that we've talked about it in the gravity. Of which it has become, where all these people are engaging with it in a way that uh, I think Bo Burnham would like wonder if they just didn't get his message as yeah. social media goes crazy for Bo Burnham's inside. But um, uh, let's let's like I j- I want to ask you two. I want to talk to you two about this. Uh-huh. Is Bo Burnham in trouble right now in his mind? Like, is he? Oh. Like, or is it, like, what do you think? Well, you'll recall that after I watched it the first time, I was quite upset and mm-hmm. was like, uh-oh, I don't think he's okay. And you were like, Sonia, this is performance. Yeah, this is true. It's not real, uh, necessarily. But uh, other things have come out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, those. and, like, he's been tweeting and stuff about it hmm. because it's a, b- a bit more successful than he had mm-hmm. anticipated, than anyone had anticipated. But, um... I mean, it's like the anthem of our, t- our North American COVID experience, probably. Well, and also our extremely mentally ill generation. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of a pick and choose. Which of we're calling normal. Things. No. Um, what do you think, Sean? Well, to be honest, I haven't watched it. Right, but that's good because you've still experienced this wave of things from it. Maybe not. I honestly really? haven't seen a ton from it. He's but not honest- on that corner of TikTok. I oh guess. man, I uh, know. Yeah, TikTok is so selective. It's so <laughs> crazy. TikTok it's is very selective, yeah. and I'm not in it. Wow, I don't know what part I'm at right now. I'm like people doing like punk covers of Broadway songs. <laughs> <laughs> I might also be in that that corner a you little. Know. It's fascinating to me, Sean, that you don't just have. Jeffrey Bezos, yeah. just in your head forever. Yeah, I know, and I don't. I've never, heard, I've never heard that thing before. Congratulations! My, what you just said. But to see a man, you know, who may not be mentally stable, like belting that with a ghillie suit on, of which I can only assume he purchased off of Amazon, much well. like all of the items surrounding him. Mm. Um, you know, it just uh, it just begs the question that. Should I have a bit more rel- relaxivity about my life? And the answer is probably yes. But it's too scary, too. For me, it's no. Um, my therapist <laughs> told me I have too much reflexivity oh, about my, my life. Oh, my goodness. That's sort so of like, a You joke. know what? We don't need to reflect on this. <laughs> Pretty much, honestly. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, but I wanted to ask that question, and now I'm going to bring up this other thing. Okay. Uh, I watched a little movie called Gunpowder Milkshake. Great name. What? Yeah. Have either of you... Is this Mad Lib? Uh, have you, <laughs> it does sound like a Mad Lib. <laughs> uh, have either of you heard of this? No. no. Uh, okay, let me pitch you a little movie here. Uh, Karen Gillan okay. mm-hmm. is a uh, assassin lady. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, she's got... She's really upset about most of her life because her mom, who is also an assassin lady, has had to leave and go into hiding for like 20 years, uh, played by Lena Headley. Oh, yeah. Heedy? What's that? Yeah, it's Lena Heedy. Yeah, Lena? There's really? no 
but yeah, it is. But, but we okay. get you. Well, I'm doing what I, I'm doing my best here. Cersei. I got, I got, Cersei. Yeah, I've got more names that I'm going to mispronounce. So get ready for <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, three more. Yeah. Uh, it's got an amazing cast. Uh, anyway, uh, it's sort of like a John Wicky. Here's the world of these assassins people, and someone has done the wrong thing, and there's a small child that needs rescuing. So they go to a physical library where they hide all these guns, uh, and the library is run by Carla. I'm going to mess it up. Jul- Giuliano? I don't know. I'm going to say Giuliano, probably? Maybe, yeah. Silent G? Uh, Carla Giugino? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't know if it was silent or not. No, okay. One of us has this probably one of us has probably said it correctly. Okay, okay, we got uh, it. Michelle Yeoh and Angela Bassett are the other three. Nailed those last yeah, those two. three are their enemies. No, they are the helpers. Oh, as good. All of these men descend upon them, and they just shoot them all. This For, sounds great. Oh, I've never heard of this uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti is in it as well as sort of this reluctant. Oh, it's actually, it's actually Giamatti. <laughs> I will, I will just bulldoze through any name. And hopefully get it right, and Sean will correct me. I'd say ninety percent of the time. Um, well, if I know, you. if I yeah, know it. This is right. Anyway, um, it's just like a like an action packed shoot 'em up uh, on Netflix. It's really crazy cool looking. And How have I not heard of this? I oh, love it's great. Angela Bassett. Oh my Netflix, god! I swear, hides things. Maybe. It hides things. If it doesn't, because they sometimes care. I will look at someone else's Netflix, mm-hmm. and they have a different Netflix than I do. <laughs> well, and all the covers are different based yeah. on. That's uh, the things you like. Yeah. It'll show you a different image mm-hmm. based on, I don't know, an algorithm. Yeah. Well, some some preferences, mm-hmm. likely sexual. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, wow. that's, that's, wow. uh, that's what's up. Uh, but uh, I am really into this, like, very, like, crazy action stuff with people who are not typically cast in crazy action movies. And um, if you're into just, like, all the blood... Mm. This is it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's, it's it's there's a bowling alley fight which will go down in history as one of the best. Um, may I ask what? Please why do. is it called Gunpowder Milkshake? Uh, it a lot of things take place in a diner. Got it. Uh, where uh, her and her mother share a milkshake uh, is sort of a thing, and uh, they shoot a lot of gunpowder. Right. And I think it. that's yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Um, but it's really great, especially if you like again. The John Wicks of the, yeah. The Lady Wicks. There you go. Sanj, what else have you watched? Well, uh, I watched a movie last night that I am very curious to hear, actually, whether either of you have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it elicited strong, visceral feelings from me, <clears throat> and that was last year's I Care A Lot. Oh. Starring Rosamund Pike. Rosalind. Oh, yeah. I actually have not seen this, but I, I have, haven't either. I have heard a lot it about ma- it. it. I feel like it, it's going to make me sad. It, yeah. Okay. Well, it might make you more angry, actually. It made okay. me quite angry. Okay. Um, it is about... Basically, if I were to, to do a quick synopsis, it would be two hot lesbians exploit old people <laughs> through okay. a guardianship scam... That actually is somewhat real in terms of things that happen in the American legal system, but this is like a very, you know, stylized version and mm-hmm. sort of exaggerated. Um, they accidentally tangle with uh, the wrong person, Diane Weist, mm-hmm. who has a secret son. She, um, well, spoiler alert, Ugh. she actually switched identities to hide because her son's a mobster. 
played by Peter Dinklage. Oh. So, like, that sounds like... You're like Diane Weist and Peter Dinklage. Yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm on board. Um, and then... I love Diane Weist. Mm-hmm. And then the whole third act of the movie is the least believable things you have ever seen happen. Oh. So, at first... So, I would say, like, the first half of the movie, I was pretty frustrated because I was like, I'm really not getting a grasp on, like, you know, are we supposed to have some sympathy for this character? Is she, like, you know, sort of an anti-hero? Um, you and know, also, is conservatorship she... is in the Well, media. right. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, it's, it's a hot topic. But, yep. um, but then, th- it just... <sighs> there were too many convenient writing choices. Like, two failed hits by the mob within, like, an hour of each other. Like, just, like, a lot of things that are very implausible. And, you know, I can stretch my imagination a little for a film if it's mm-hmm. worth it but the whole the, by, by the end i was just like what was the point of this like mm. what what was the goal there's also this kind of weird tone where she keeps talking about like you know how men hate her and it, she's kind of this like girl boss figure and i really can't figure out if the the writer was just trying to I don't know, capture a certain conversation that's happening right now and just did it very clumsily or if they were trying to kind of like make it like, oh, this narcissist is using this as her like justification. Her, yeah. mm. Anyway, it was just a, extremely annoying. And I, it could have been quite good, I think, because her performance was really good. Like Rosamund Pike is great. Yeah, um, Diane Weist is amazing. She was very underused, though. Like she basically mm. disappears. Peter Dinklage was underused. Like Couldn't afford him. Oh, it miffed yeah. me, you guys. Huh. Wow. Well, I was going to watch it, but now I don't know if I am. Well, I kind of want you to, because I want to know what you think. <laughs> oh, okay. But it won't make me sad. Yeah, I remember... Mm, it, parts of it will. Okay. Because it was nominated for a few things, but I heard people be like, it's pretty lame. Yes, so I yeah. did not wow. like, watch it. Yeah. But maybe I should get into it. Maybe. I do want to see what Rosamund's up to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sort of is just like a different iteration of her character from Gone Girl, in a way. Like, oh. I was like, did the person who made this just see Gone Girl? Yeah, and yeah like, I'm not, like, I'm, not ooh, like, I'm going to put her in a yellow suit and bring it to old I'm people. Out. I'm out. I'm ooh, out. a yellow suit? Okay. Yeah, like, stylistic. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, visually, a lot of it was quite good. Like, interesting and, you know, striking. And, like, the soundtrack was good and stuff, but hmm. that's not enough, you know? Whoa. Okay. It's just not enough. It's not enough. Wow, okay. Yeah. Sean Wells, what's, you know. Um, I also went to the theater and saw a film called The Green Knight mm. by oh, um, nice. David Lowry. Um, it is based on an Arthurian legend mm-hmm. called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. And so Dev Patel plays Sir Gawain. He's like. It's kind of a like failure to launch in Arthurian times, is what. <laughs> I, uh, so he like, um, he's not really hitting his stride. He has like a girlfriend, but he's just kind of putzing around, not not becoming a sir, not becoming a knight. And his mom is basically like Morgan Le Fay, and she mm-hmm. does some. She's a a bit of a trickery, an enchantress, mm-hmm. and she, um. I don't know if she makes this happen or not. Maybe. But anyway, the Green Knight comes to the castle. Mm -hmm. He says, anyone that wants to inflict a a hit on me, do so. And then in a year from now, I will do the same to you in my green castle or whatever, green church. 
And everyone rightly is like, uh, no thanks. Obviously ridiculous. <laughs> Why would we riddle. want to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dev Patel's like, I'll do it. Chops off his head. Head grows back on. And then the knight's like, okay, see you in a year. Uh, and so then Dev's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. And so basically then a year from then he goes on this big quest to go to the green cast or this green church. Why, why would he go? You gotta go. It's you honor, go. baby. Okay. The whole okay. thing it's a legend. is the whole thing is literally just all about honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on all these side quests uh, that happen on his way. There's a talking fox. There's um. There's a lot of the soundtrack is very like eerie and medieval and like unexpected. The camera choices are very unsettling. It's like it's kind of a trip. It is really beautiful to watch. The clothes are so good. The um, the crowns that King Arthur wears. Crowns, are, beautiful crowns. The crowns, multiple are the, crowns. The crowns are the most like, gorgeous crowns I've well, ever hold seen. Hold on, are we talking about the crown? Change? Well, like him and his him and his wife, him okay. and the queen. Interesting. And actually, and, and then later, spoiler alert, uh, Dev Patel also wears a crown. Um, but they are so gorgeous. I've never seen crowns like this before. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, and Alicia Vikander is in it. She has a dual role. She delivers a very amazing monologue about the color green. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's really wild. I And at the end, you're like, did anything happen? Did nothing happen? What is going on? And so I, in that way, I like I enjoyed it. And I feel like there's a lot to talk about if... If y'all get some eyes on it, yeah, I think I'm, I would like to. Yeah, no, I, I think, think my dad good. wants to go, which yeah. is special because he never wants to go oh. to movies. Yeah, he should see it. Yeah, I'll take my dad. Please, someone take my dad. Please. <laughs> <laughs> take my dad, please. <laughs> um, just with a couple of minutes we got left here, uh, I watched a movie based off a friend's recommendation, and that's of course uh, the French film 1967's Playtime. Mm. Uh, Sounds sexy. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? Tant no. de jeu. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I like how I didn't answer your I question. Still, I, I, I still just still said it funny. in French. Um, uh, it's really crazy. Uh, it's like a black and white film shot in color. And it's about this futuristic Paris where things are going kind of crazy. And everything's really wide. And there are characters and there's a narrative but if you, like, choose to look away, you will not see it. Um, my friend recommended it just because he said, like, it was one of the craziest things he's ever seen. And uh, it's kind of just like a series of moving paintings in which you can partake in a narrative if you so choose. Um, what? Yeah, wow. it was really crazy. It was good. What, I haven't what seen riddle are before. you? You're in Ar- The Green Knight with these Arthurian riddles. <laughs> yeah, wait. So, Maybe. like, you're just saying it's, like, very open to interpretation? No. Like, uh, like it's like literally about like what you choose to look at in the moment. So, like oh. the opening is these people waiting in the airport, and two characters—I'm going to call them characters—are like sitting in the corner talking, and you can't really hear what they're saying, and there's no subtitles to indicate mm. what they're saying. And I think even someone who knows French would have trouble because there's some parts where people speak English and you can barely hear them. Right. And it's just about sort of like watching real life. And it's sort of about these, these couple, I don't know, these people who keep meeting again and again in different places. And uh, it's just kind of this, like, really crazy visual thing. And uh, check it out. Uh, it's kind of weird and it's kind of interesting. And it's maybe not, like, a 
straight up film, but maybe some more of like an experimental art piece. But mm, it was wow. really great. Sounds kind of stressful. Yeah. Even oh uh, no, it was not. It was like very. It was very long. It was a couple hours, mm. but it was this like very light sort of like thing. And you know, it's just like kind of nuts how there'll be something that sort of takes you to the next scene, and that's the thing you sort of focus on when mm. it's time to go. And they do some stuff with sound to sort of like help you along with that. But. Um, yeah, no, it uh, it was really something kind of cool. Thanks, Z Rock, for uh, pointing that bad boy out. Uh, anyway, you guys, Z Rock, no D Rock. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now who's pronouncing names wrong? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He just owns right up to it. Um, you guys, we're going to take a. Can hear a word from our sponsors. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're tuned into the community. Spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Today we're talking about stuff that we've been watching because uh, we haven't been able to talk about that for 10 weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, So you guys, uh, we're going to keep talking about that. But first, does anyone know what time it is? Um, <laughs> Anyone have any idea? There are any clocks around? Really? Ha- there's not a lot of clocks. It's, you know what? It's 631. On Wednesday, yeah, and no, we're no, in the studio. Yeah, and we don't have to fake face. it. It's game time, people. Oh. Wah, 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 wah. And that's our first air horn in like two years. I hope it wasn't too loud. I, I did not to judge it. No, it was good. It was good. <laughs> the glass is cracked all over the studio. <laughs> for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a great time playing the game. You guys, are you ready to play the game? Uh-huh. I'm ready to play the game. Okay. This week's title is Margin Call. That title again, Margin Call. Margin, margin. Call. Margin Call. Margin is such a weird yeah, word. It's, margin. It sounds so call. weird to my brain. Sean, <laughs> um, you got something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I believe it is about a woman. She loves to, she gets books. She writes a lot of marginalia. She writes it. <laughs> All over the all over the book, and then one day she gets a book from the library, and she finds it. Someone has already filled in a bunch of things in there, and she's like, "Oh, strange!" And so she notices them very quickly, and she realizes there's sort of a mystery mm-hmm. afoot within uh-huh. her book, and she follows the the margin writings, and she it leads her to a different book that re- leads her to a person, um, and then that person leads her to other things. It's very the thing is unfolding, mm-hmm. and she just sort of she she solves this mystery well, while people wow. whilst people are hot on her heels, of course, of course, Ooh, but she okay. narrowly evades them. Wow, that's what I think the margin call is. Thank you. Okay. Well, Sean, our brains went in similar directions, Ooh. as I think many people's would yeah. hearing mm-hmm. margin call. That's so weird. Um, I think it's about a teenage girl whose family moves to a new town. Mm-hmm. You know, tale as old as time. She's not happy about it. She's had to leave her friends. She's having a hard time adjusting. Mm-hmm. The first day of school, so many things go wrong. Aww. She, you know, she gets sent to detention for something that wasn't actually her fault. <gasps> and while she's there, she's sitting at a desk and she notices a tiny piece of paper folded up stuck under one of the legs of the desk and she's bored so she is like mm, what's this mm-hmm. Got it. takes it looks there's a phone number in <gasps> written in the margin of the loose leaf paper and she's like you know what i'm gonna call this number. i got time Whoa. and she does and then similarly 
a mystery ensues. She gets roped in. That's the word I couldn't think of. Is roped in. She gets roped into a mystery. You know what? I think the person who answers the phone is an old lady, and then mm. they team up. And then oh. it's kind of a buddy. Ah, the mystery is afoot again. Yeah, mystery comedy nice. situation. Okay. Well, thank both of you guys for taking that in a very, very different direction. We're just going to have a quick sidebar here, mm-hmm. uh, just because... I mean, I knew what it was, but I don't know why I knew. But uh, a margin call uh, is a stock term. Oh well, that's, for financials. That explains and, why I wouldn't know. Yeah, and a mar- <laughs> Sean's Yikes. face. Sean's face is just like, why would you expect me to know this? Anyway, a uh, margin call is when like uh, stocks are happening and they need to count everything, so they slow they stop things to to have a. a a margin call and count and see where the money is at. Anyway, uh, Margin Call is a 2011 American financial thriller oh, film. Oh, okay. God. That's a uh, So, first and foremost, uh, this is just a movie I watched because one day it's sort of like loosely about the 2008 housing crisis. Mm. And um, it kind of takes place, well, it takes place over a 24 hour period uh, where these stockbrokers figure out that the housing market's going to crash and essentially start it. Um, so that they can save more money. Uh, cool. Yeah, by selling off their stuff. I don't. Classic stock market. Stock, stock market. Classic stock yeah. market. Stock market. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it is interesting in that it is good. Like it's it's a movie. I I didn't really think I would like it, and then I kind of mm. started watching it, and I was like, oh, this is working. There are a lot of different people in this movie. Paul Bettany. Oh yeah. Maybe one of his best. Wow. And he's sort of this sleazy Best? stock market guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, up there with Vision. Sleaze. Up there with Vision. And he's the one who sort of got me through this this whole... Because there are some people who I did not care for. And like Zachary Quinto. But uh, mm. anyway. Um, it was pretty good. Jeremy Irons is in it. And it is sort of this like weird alternate reality of New York stock dealings. Where people don't sleep and uh, live their life according to a unmoral code anyway um it was interesting and if you're into it check it out because it was it was pretty good all right margin call margin call you guys thank you for for playing the game thanks Thanks, you for playing our first in-person game yeah and look forward to shallon's musical margarine call margarine call in 2025 it's vegan (laughs) i need you to get some margarine (laughs) That's you it's calling already, for the margin. Yeah, that's you calling. It's, it's already, it's already, it's already making itself. You guys, mm-hmm. um, Sonia, what else have you been watching? Okay, well, here we go. I, you guys know, I love a, I love a binge. I love something that I can put on and then just watch it and watch it and do, watch it. And watch so it. do you like? Do you watch or do you just have it on in the background? I would say I watch. Like I, I'll often be like playing a game on my phone or something, mm-hmm. but usually I don't have to really concentrate okay. on that. Okay, well let's let, let's just pause. You're going to make a sandwich? Do you pause the show? Um, it actually depends. Mm-hmm. It depends if I think I can still kind of follow what's happening because I actually have a little, like, cutout thingy between, like, my kitchen wall and where my oh, TV yeah. is so I can, like, look through there and mm-hmm. see what's up. And I can, like, still hear it. Yeah. So a sandwich, perhaps you could, but, like, a curry where you have to <laughs> yeah. do a lot more work, you might be like, no. My garbage mm. bag of popcorn, like, to fill that up. <laughs> yeah, if you have to go yeah. just dip into the, behind the bag. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I interrupted. Oh yeah. Um, so I uh, realized that a show I've been meaning to watch for a very long time and have had recommended to me countless times mm-hmm. was on Crave, and that is 
Veronica Mars. Oh. Ooh. Have you guys ever watched it? I have tried. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Not for you. It's, I think it's like, it's just too dated. Like oh, it's yeah. Like it's, you know, like it is, when did that come out? Early to, uh, 2004. And it, it looks like it. It yeah. sure does. Oh, man. It's Drag so distracting. Her. And the outfits, especially, yeah. really, as they progress, too. It's a period um, I, I also have people want me to watch it, and mm-hmm. I am interested, but... I think I was turned off by it similarly because it has like 24 episodes, yeah. a bunch of seasons, mm-hmm. as things from that era do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and when I'm like, I don't think this is going to be tightly wrapped. I usually am like, <laughs> nah. well, and I think it had quite a complicated um, existence when it was on TV because like it was on some network I've never heard of for the mm-hmm. first two seasons, I think, and then the third season it moved to the CW. And really feels like a CW show. I'm on the third season right now. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, the creator, Rob Thomas, I don't think from Matchbox 20, but <laughs> oh, I have not but confirmed. We don't verify. I'll verify. I don't think it is. Um, created, like, I think eight episodes. Um, he, did he push that through? In 2019. That was Matchbox 20 <laughs> joke. Sorry. <laughs> I missed it. It's been a minute, you know? Um, it. Okay, there are things I really, really like about it. And, mm-hmm. like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, I am hooked. Um, but then I realized, like, oh, this is a soap opera, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, when that realization comes to you, it, it's tough to shake. It is, yeah. because, you know, literally, like, siblings people didn't know about, people maybe being dead, people coming back from having been disappeared, like that stuff. And you know what? I don't necessarily mind that mm-hmm. too terribly much, but some of it is just so outlandish and over the top. Like it just, <laughs> it goes zero to 60 so fast. But one thing about this show, you guys, literally anyone who has ever been in anything has had a walk on role on this show. Oh. Let me just like it's give like you a CSI, selection. like SVU or something. Yeah, or like a little, you know, like a, a brief role. Did you say CSI SVU? <laughs> yeah. That yes. is a show I want to see. I love it. Um, okay. Especially heinous crimes. Yeah. So like Jessica Chastain, <laughs> Allison Hannigan from Buffy, mm-hmm. um, Charisma Carpenter from Buffy. I don't know why I started with those two. <laughs> I like people from Buffy. I love Charisma famous. Carpenter. Um, who else? Uh, I had this whole list. Kevin Smith. Um, Jane Lynch. Oh, Paris Hilton. Hmm. Um Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in an episode. Oh, my. But then, like, you know, like, Ed Bagley Jr., like, all these, like, character actors yeah. also just pop in there and will be in there. Was was JTT the murderer in that episode? He, well, no, he was a suspect, though. Okay. Wow, he looks Not like to a spoil suspect. it. Yeah, I feel like there's a, if anything he's in, including home improvement, there's an 80% If you're an adult that still looks like a child, like, what's up? <laughs> exactly. He doesn't still look like a child. He's he was, a, he was like a young, a young mm. man in it, and at first I found it so jarring because I, I was, like, trying to put the timing together, and I was <laughs> I was like, is that him? <laughs> he was a young man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just seemed... I thought he was too young for when it took place, but then, like, no. Anyway, it all mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's... It's so... <laughs> I don't even, like, 100% know what to say about How it. How many seasons are there? Are you sat- Would you think you'll be satisfied? I don't know, because... It, the, so I'm in the third season right now, and... Okay, so one of the things about the show is... I feel like it tries to tackle these, like, big, important topics, Mm -hmm. but it is not equipped to do so, and so (laughs) ends up doing it very poorly. So, like, 
the whole third season is focused. There's like kind of a big mystery for each season, and then right. like each episode is like she solves little mm-hmm. mysteries. Um, she's a detective. I literally didn't say anything about the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen uh, Bell knows. Kristen Bell, teenage detective, who in my head canon is 100 percent autistic, and solving mysteries is her special interest. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, oh, the whole third season, the big mystery is. A series of campus rapes. So it's like Veronica Mars takes on the, the campus, campus rape, rape epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it, oh like the God. creator is a man. I think most of the writers are men. And like it just it's, it's not doing it for me, you guys. And so like I've gotten to the third season now and I'm so disappointed because I've just been so happily letting the show just like wash over me. And now it keeps being like just throwing these things at me that feel awful that yeah. I like don't want to think about. Um, so there is that. Hmm. Okay. How many seasons? So there's like three, three seasons of like 24 episodes, and then the season four, which was made in 2019, is mm-hmm. eight episodes. And then a movie. I think there was a movie as yeah. well. I don't know where that falls in wow. the time. And yeah, what would the where would the movie fall? <laughs> I think it's at the I, end. I thought it was at the end, but yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe after that new season. Yeah, or? I think so. But yeah. I yeah. Well, 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 you'll get to the bottom of it because I, I basically watch it. did the bare minimum of research. Let's be honest. <laughs> you watched, you've watched so many yeah. seasons. Yeah, but yeah. like in terms of like, you know, when things came out and like, hmm. and that's the other thing is I've been a bit hesitant to Google it because I don't want spoilers, hmm. even though I sort of don't care, but like I sort of am still invested. Yeah, you know, you I'm like to. riding that line right now. I understand. Kristen Bell's really good in it, I will say. Yeah, it made her career. Yeah. Sean, so, yeah. what else have you been watching? Um, I also went to another movie called. In the Heights. Oh. Um, so you might not know. This is a Lynn Manuel Miranda musical uh, turned <laughs> turned into a film mm-hmm. starring Anthony Ramos. Um, it's about like a predominantly Dominican neighborhood uh, in Manhattan called Washington Heights. And everyone that's in there, they all get a very large intro, I would say, <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Um and they get, uh, they're all trying to sort of make it or get out of Washington Heights. Um, it's a very fun cast. Some of the songs are pretty good, but mm-hmm. some of the Miranda E oh. song parts are so. <laughs> he just like, I don't know, he does this thing where it's like, why do you want to tell me this? <laughs> yeah. Like, he just, it's like the character speaking in this sort of like. Um, you know, whatever's coming into my head moment. Yes. Like, there's one thing at the start where he's, like, um, he's, like, rapping about the milk that's gone bad, and he's, like, the line is, like, the milk has gone bad. Hold up, it's just a second. Why is everything in this fridge warm and tepid? <laughs> and I was, like, wait, what are we listening yeah. about the fridge? Anyway, and then there's also a very egregious song called Champagne no. that I was texting Sonia about, too, where... There, the whole song. The song is called Champagne, mm-hmm. and the a girl brings over a bottle of champagne. He tries to open it. They're like, "Should we have the champagne? Let's have the champagne." I guess should get some glasses for the champagne. Yeah. How do you open this champagne? Oh, what's what's <laughs> going on with this champagne? It's insane. It's crazy I making. Threw my TV out the I was like, <laughs> "There's no way this is happening to me right now." Yeah, like renowned musical genius Lin Manuel. This is his. This is his magnum opus. It was it was wild. I I did feel like I was having some sort of stroke. Well, yeah. he, but he made the heights in before. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. before Hamilton. He did. There there is a, a quality. I don't know what you want to call it. 
that is in everything that he makes. Mm-hmm. That it like so he's just like corny. He's yeah, a corny. He's yeah, so corny. he's a drama teacher. And it's also like it's in Moana a lot because mm-hmm. he, of course, did the music for Moana, and my daughter watches it once a week. Um, and there are parts that I find incredibly charming, and like he yeah. does have skills in like different things. But every once in a while, I just hear him. Regardless oh, of yeah. it, of who it is, yeah, yeah. and uh, I I don't know how that happens. Like I don't know how it just like fades into my mind the way it does. Um, I think but, it has to do with like the the way he puts notes together and like the like kind of the phrasing of yeah. his music. Like it's very distinctive, and he uses the kind of same template a lot. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you can yeah you can spot a Miranda mm-hmm. a mile away. I would like to see him make a movie. I like. I would like to see that. Like, I don't want to see the interpretation of the other thing. We've talked about this as a show. It annoys me. But I would just <laughs> like to see him make something for the screen to see if it still works. Like a movie musical? Could be. Any, you know, like, it's going to have music in it, right? Like, it's mm. that. But it's this idea that, like, because In the Heights is a play and it has features that are of a play that you could change if you were doing it differently, mm. right? But so, he... In like he does, the film is a lot of sort of magical realism mm-hmm. that you, is probably not in the play that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Like there's a salon scene where all these wigs are like turning their heads and looking at the action going on. <laughs> yeah. Also alarming. Yeah. Or like when a, a a building will just like go on its side and people run up the side. Mm-hmm. Um, special shout out to um, Dasha Polanco and Stephanie Beatrice who are mm-hmm. like the salon girls. They're so fun. And funny. And, yeah, it was... I enjoyed myself. Yeah, I also did. I thought it was fun. One one criticism that I've seen a lot, which I think is very valid, is that it completely erases um, the existence of Afro-Latinx people um, in that there are just none of them in the main cast. And especially for something that's about the Dominican Republic, <laughs> it's just, like, not... It's just, it's not accurate or acceptable. And, like, mm-hmm. there are lots of black dancers. And so it's just like, okay, but you, so you couldn't cast a single, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. black person in the main cast. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's just a tale as old as time, you guys. Tale as old as time. Time, time, time again. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Uh, I was kind of hoping we'd run out of time and I wouldn't have to talk about this, but that's okay. What is all this? I'm excited. Have you guys heard of America, the motion picture? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I it's, I'm dubious. It's so crazy, you guys. So it's it's it stars Channing Tatum as George Washington. It's animated. Sorry, are, are, it's, are you it's saying animated. To me? <laughs> it's animated. Did I just have a stroke? Uh, like, this Will, is a dream. Will Forte plays Abraham Lincoln, and there's like all of these different crazy things. And is this, <coughs> is this a comedy? It is. It's a retelling of like all these like American history things, and it's like. Benedict Arnold is a werewolf, and oh. I, like there's, there's, I can talk so much, and there's still so much more that's supposed to happen, <laughs> and like it's just absolutely crazy, but it has these moments of intense American self reflection mm. that are like really poignant and actually like pretty interesting. Yeah, I was gonna ask, and about like, that. so there's a character of Geronimo. Mm-hmm. who is a Native American. That's not how they put it. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of self-reflexivity there and why he's motivated to help these people, even though he probably shouldn't be. And there's a really great scene where he and 
uh, John Henry, I believe, are in a strip club, which shouldn't exist, and they're, like, talking and doing stuff, and they very pointedly say, like, oh, you know, it's crazy that, uh, like, we would have to satire this issue so much and then make a movie about it to even get the point across, and then everything just stops as they sit there, mm. because that's exactly what they've done. But it is just this absolutely... In, like, the end of this movie is the quote-unquote war of attrition where the British have made these AT-AT style walkers out of their buses. And they are, Double-decker buses? Yes, and they are walking in, and then it's sort of this joke about George Washington puts out flyers for a million Americans to come help fight the war, and he gives everyone guns, and then he very specifically mentions that after the war's over, he needs the guns back, <laughs> because okay. it would be crazy for anyone to have these kinds of guns. Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to be... 1800, like 17, I don't know what year this stuff. Yeah, and like they all have. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hamilton. And Olivia Munn plays Albert Einstein and she kind of uses oh. tech science like magic. It's nuts. It's crazy, you guys. It's really fun and you should watch it because a lot of the jokes are crazy, but it's just nuts. Like it's just absolutely. Wow. I don't even know. Is it weird that the idea of Olivia Munn as Albert Einstein is kind of hot to me? Um, <laughs> what does I think that it's say? Olivia Munn. What does that me? say about me? <laughs> wow, it says a lot about you. Um, are you imagining wig and mustache? Yeah, but it's kind of like... It's kind of sexy. Kind of can't It might not be. I'm just looking. Olivia Munn's nowhere on this cast. I thought it was her. Oh. It's Olivia Munn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not Albert. It's Thomas Edison. I mixed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Judy Greer plays Martha Washington. It's nuts. It's just absolutely I'm crazy. In for, I was going to ask who plays Martha Washington. Yeah. Like, I'm into the idea of Judy. Uh, and, um, I love her. It is, it is just so, so, so much. Uh, hold on. I just got to pull up the cast here to get... Uh, where is he? Also, I just realized the fact that we both nodded along when he said Albert Einstein, and we know he was talking about the 18th century. No, no, it's totally mixed. Like, like the British king comes to America on the Titanic, oh. which they sink in the film. Like, that's what's okay, at well, the Boston fun. Tea Bar. It's all this weird... Um, Jason oh, Manzoukas plays Sam Adams. Like, it's just this absolutely crazy, doesn't-make-sense cartoon. And... Uh, you should probably watch it. Yeah, I kind of want to. It kind of sounds fun, actually. It's, yeah, it's great. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. You guys, we've got eight minutes of show left. What do you want to... What else have you been watching? Well... This is this the lightning round. Lightning round. I watched... I finally watched it. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, oh my Barb God. And, Star. and I loved it, you guys. Oh, I so loved good. it so much. I yeah. love... Barb and Star. Can we get some? I would wear spoiler alert culottes. Like I would. Wear Seriously, them. I would get them. <laughs> They're so comfy. We should order them from the internet. I I loved it. We've talked about this. I think Sean's talked about this on the show before. Yeah. Um, the only I would say the only problem I had with the movie was the inconsistency of the accents. Yeah, I I do, and like the wigs, I sometimes <laughs> feel like that they just threw That's, them on and mm. ran on set. Those those are the problems you guys had with <laughs> the well, rest. Yeah. It was perfect. The rest of it was perfect. But I do feel like it was kind of like uh, those, like Kristen and Annie, were just like I, you know, just having fun basically yeah. and like just like this is the accent we sometimes do <laughs> yeah. and then just like no yeah not really any consistency to it yeah. but it was really fun oh, yeah it was very fun just a delight like it, it was just the light-hearted thing i needed 
I actually started watching I Care a lot and then was like, ugh, I feel icky. <laughs> and then I watched the Barb and Star instead as a little palate cleanser. Two different nice. women. Um, the part I laughed the hardest, I think, when they're talking about... So they're flying the entire flight. They're talking about this fictional woman named Trish. Trish. Who yeah, they want Trish. to sort of, who they think is living her life on her own terms. They talking about how Trish is like their favorite name. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're like you can you trust know, There's no actresses yeah. oh, named man, Trish. Trish. And then they just start talking about the name Trish, about a woman named Trish, how she would act. How mm-hmm. she would be. And how she would be. And it's like, it takes them the entire flight. They're talking about Trish. <laughs> It's so funny. And yeah, I also died at that part. Is uh, my favorite part of Barbara Star Go to Vista Del Mar is when the Jamie Dorn I can't remember. Yeah, Jamie Dorn essentially takes each woman out on what could be a date, and it's identical. Yeah. Each scene is identical, yeah. and it's so great. It's yeah. so funny. Um, there's a little twist at the end of the date, but uh, it's still very, very good. Yeah, he he was actually quite good in it. I thought. Yeah, he. Yeah. I was like, he must have a sense of humor. I thought he was phoning like, in a little bit, but yeah. he still did okay. Yeah, he was just less than less than in Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, Sean, lightning round. Mm. Um. So, uh, there is a trilogy called the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Um, what See, is, what we, is we, we must have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, what Netflix. What is? Netflix hides some things, keeps some things. Mm-hmm. It's about. So I used to read the Fear Street books when I was a kid. I love mm-hmm. them. They're mm-hmm. like. They're like goosebumps, but then it's you're a bit older, and mm. it all takes place on. You've the, talked about this, yeah. Uh, it all takes place in this fictional street called Fear Street, where things mm. always happen. Like there's yeah. always a connection to, to Fear Street, and so I was excited to watch it. And it basically was like just a, another sort of like Scream, like when Netflix made Scream. It was kind of that, but it was like the first ones in the '90s, and then the second ones in the '70s, like at camp, and then there's a third one that's like. 1678 or something and I didn't watch that because uh, I was like no thank you is it about witches? Uh, yeah there's like a through line about witches oh, cool um, and it was like yeah it's it's sort of fun it was like what I appreciated is there's like several scream type characters that uh, like at the so at the very beginning of the the, the 90s one it was, it's very scream-heavy ripoff. There's, like, a scream mask. And it starts with Maya Hawk as, like, the main girl, but obviously mm. she's killed immediately. Mm-hmm. I'll scream. But what I love is that when she gets stabbed, she's, like, takes the mask off the person and unmasks them immediately, which is, like... Oh, yeah, satisfying. And it's very mm-hmm. satisfying because I'm, like, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... But then it doesn't really have much to do with the rest of the film. <laughs> it's just for funsies. It's just for funsies. Just a random murder. Yeah. And then the second one takes place in the 70s as like, they hear a lot about this uh, th- event that happened at summer camp mm. in the 70s and then you go back to that and you see that. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I suggested or not, but it was, it's basically just like paying, you know, it's like Stranger Things where they're mm. like, how much can we make this look like a thing from the 70s mm. or the 90s? Nice. Mm. Cool, and so in that fun. way, it's fun. Is it scary? It's a little scary. There's Ooh, some parts. Okay. There's some gore. Gore. There's some gore. Gore for the children. Uh, okay. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> I, don't <know>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, um, <laughs> uh, I rewatched Fury, which is about the guys in the tanks. Oh. And I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know why. I missed some stuff on the first watch and some, like, really good acting and some really sincere and, like, 
emotional stuff from some people I don't really think are that emotional, like Brad Pitt and uh, uh, what's his name? Oh God, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Fury. Fury. Yeah. Um, Fury. Yeah. It's. Uh, it is just. It's about um, a tank crew in. Uh, occupied Germany and they're sort of like making their way through and trying to fight this war and then at the end they sort of maybe go a little bit too far um, but uh, there's a scene I just can't get out of my head where there's a there's of course a new guy um, and uh, he gets his like war name and it sort of like encapsulates the whole idea of what they're doing and like how they protect themselves emotionally and uh, it is kind of a really interesting take on what that experience must have been like and the things that they did to try and make it okay, which, I mean, clearly hurt them much more than it helped them. But, uh, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Check it out. Um, it was could, Shia LaBeouf. That's the guy, yeah. That's oh. the one. Yeah, it was a Shia surprise. Well, well, it's a Shia surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Next episode of Spoiler Alert, a Shia surprise. Um <laughs> you guys, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-hosts, who I'm physically with again, Yay. Sean and Sonia. Yay. Hello, guys. Everyone here at CJTR and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. See you next week. Bye. Bye.